Vice Chair, staff is ready when you are. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Give me just one quick second. Trying to get my agenda back up here. Okay. Um, let's uh, call this meeting of the uh, Budget and Audit Committee of the Sacramento City Council to order at 3.03 p.m. on Tuesday, November 30th, 2021. If the clerk could please call the roll to establish a quorum. Thank you, Councilmember Jennings. Here. Councilmember Vang. Here. Vice Chair Guetta. Here. Uh, and Mayor Steinberg is joining us momentarily. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Um, let's move on to our first item. Madam Clerk, the consent calendar. Yes, see the consent calendar. Do you want to do the pledge? I'll, um, I don't think we, yeah, let's go ahead and do the pledge, but I don't think it's actually scheduled for our committee meeting, but let's stand up and do it for tradition's sake here. Sure. I'll lead you. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Councilmember Jennings. Salute. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which stands one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you very much, Councilmember. Appreciate that. All right, Madam Clerk, our first item. So the mayor has joined us and our first item is the consent calendar. Go ahead, Councilmember Gatta, take us through. All right, first item on the agenda. Any uh, uh, comments from the public, Madam, uh, Madam Clerk? I have no members of the public with their hands raised to make comments. Great. Let me bring this back to the committee. Any questions from the committee? If not, I'll take a motion. So move. Been moved by the mayor. Is there a second? Okay. There is a second, but I'll let Councilmember Vang take it. Seconded by Councilmember Vang. Madam Clerk, if you could please call the roll. Thank you, Councilmember Gatta. Aye. Councilmember Jennings. Aye. Councilmember Vang. Yes. And Mayor Steinberg. Yes. Great. Mr. Mayor, go ahead and uh, take thank, the gavel again. Thank you, Mr. Vice Chair. Appreciate it, Eric, very, very much. Uh, sorry I'm a few minutes late, everybody. Good afternoon. Um, today we have two audits to review. And of course, uh, both of these audits are important, as they all are, but these are very important. And we'll go from here to the City Council, but I think we can provide a significant amount of input here today. And why don't we begin with the audit of the Sacramento Community Police Review Commission. Uh, turn it over to our city auditor, Mr. Osagueta and his team. Um, good work, hard work, and a very complex issue. Uh, and why don't you present and then we'll all jump in. Very good. Thank you very much, uh, Mayor. Good afternoon, Mayor and members of the Budget and Audit Committee. Jorge Segura, your city auditor. With me today are members of the team that performed the audit, uh, Limba Shaw and Kevin Christensen. The recommendation that is before you is that you pass a motion accepting the city auditor's audit of the Sacramento Community Police Review Commission and forwarding it to the city council for approval. In accordance with the auditor's fiscal year 2021 audit plan, the objective of this audit was to determine whether the Sacramento Police Department responded to changes to policies and practices as recommended by the commission. In addition, we determined whether the structure the, and authority of the commission 
is consistent with best practices in civilian oversight of law enforcement agencies. We reviewed best practices, law review articles, and policy analysis related to formation and operation of civilian oversight of law enforcement agencies. We also reviewed policies and procedures for 45 civilian oversight of law enforcement agencies for cities and counties with populations between 250,000 and 1.4 million residents. The audit also includes an assessment of the 110 recommendations issued by the commission and the Sacramento Police Department responses between 2018 and 2021. The report includes three findings and 16 recommendations. Over the last several decades, issues of trust and accountability have moved to the forefront of community police relations. During this period, the creation of organizational mechanisms for reviewing and improving officer conduct has increased. One mechanism for increasing accountability is civilian oversight of law enforcement. There are currently about 160 active civilian oversight entities across the country. And importantly, no two entities are exactly alike. Key goals of creating a civilian oversight structure include improving public trust, ensuring accessible complaint processes, promoting thorough, fair investigations, increasing transparency, and determining and deterring police misconduct. For the purposes of this report, we relied heavily on best practices promulgated by the National Association of Civilian Oversight of Law Enforcement, also known as NACOL. Based on the work we we found that the growth of the civilian oversight of law enforcement has yielded many different structures and approaches. According to NACOL, these structures can be categorized in four different models or systems. One being review focused models, another being monitoring, auditing focused models, a third being investigation focused models, and finally, the most relevant to the city of Sacramento, are hybrid agencies or hybrid systems. A hybrid agency may provide, uh, may primarily focus on one oversight function while also performing other functions such as reviewing internal investigations and auditing policy compliance. In a hybrid, hybrid system, a single jurisdiction may have multiple agencies overseeing the same department such as an independent investigative agency and an inspector general or a monitor agency and a civilian board acting in an advisory capacity to the law enforcement agency and or other civilian oversight agencies. This is a structure that we have here in Sacramento. As discussed in the last slide, the city of Sacramento civilian police oversight is a hybrid system comprised of three different agencies, each with a different oversight role. In November of 2016, the City Council empowered OPSA uh, with authority to conduct investigations re uh, related to citizen complaints. OPSA tracks and monitors high profile or serious complaint cases to conclusion, reviews completed investigations, and advises of any deficient investigations. In November of 2016, the City Council established the role of the Commission to review police policies and procedures in an advisory capacity. In July of 2020, the City Council authorized the creation of the Office of the Inspector General and provided full independence and authority to investigate officer-involved shootings and use of force incidents that result in serious 
bodily injury or death. As seen on this slide, the city code discusses three areas to focus for the commission. The first is making recommendations to the city council regarding police policy procedures and best practices, including community relations, hiring and training best practices. The commission was also charged with reviewing quarterly reports prepared by OPSA relating to the number, kind and status of all civilian complaints filed against the Sacramento Police Department. The purpose is to identify potential patterns of misconduct. And finally, the commission is tasked to at least annually report and make recommendations to the mayor and city council regarding the activities of the commission and the Sacramento Police Department's efforts to strengthen bias-free policing and community police relations. This brings us to our first finding. Sorry, I think my slides got off a little bit. The first finding is uh, in this report is that um, it focuses on the city code language establishing the commission. We found that the city code does not comprehensively define the authorities of the commission and stakeholder agencies, including the Sacramento Police Department and OPSA. In other words, the city code language pertaining to the commission should be revisited to more specifically define what the commission can do, what it can't do, what powers does it have to complete its duties, and what the agency is supposed to do and define how to do it. We found that the current lack of specificity has resulted in confusion and frustration about what the commission has the authority to do and what authority it has to carry out its purpose and mission. Our first recommendation highlights the need to engage in a discussion about the roles, purpose, mission, and authorities for the commission. Our second finding focuses more closely on the resources needed by the commission to perform its purpose, mission, and duties. The findings include seven sub-findings and 10 recommendations. Our sub-findings include the city could not provide sufficient staff support and or funding to allow the commission to fulfill its purpose and duties. The city council does not require commissioners to complete training and the city does not provide sufficient tools to allow the commission to communicate with the public and stakeholders. The commission does not issue annual reports. The city and the community have not established performance metrics for the commission and the commission members have not been provided city of Sacramento email accounts. And finally, the commission's access to information should be more clearly defined. As part of our review, we relied heavily on the best practices issued by the National Association of Civilian Oversight of Law Enforcement, NACOL, the U.S. Department of Justice guidance, and we benchmarked against 45 agencies, um, their structures and their formation in cities throughout the United States. Our second finding contains 10 recommendations, which include recommendations to determine the commission's staffing needs, responsibilities of staff, and funding and placement for staff. We also recommend the commission have required training established and that the commission be provided additional tools to enhance public engagement. The second finding also includes recommendations that address the benefit of annual reporting, establishing performance indicators for the commission, 
establishing city email accounts for the commission members and better detailing the level of access for uh, to information needed by the commission to fulfill its roles and duties. Our third finding focuses more specifically on defining what commission recommendations look like, what departments in the city should respond, and whether the recommendation implementation should be tracked. Specifically, we identified four sub-findings in this section of the report. City code does not require commission recommendations to include sufficient information, reasoning, or justification that would facilitate a formal reasoned response from the Sacramento Police Department or the City Council. The Sacramento Police Department is not required to provide a formal response to the commission recommendations, which results in a lack of sufficient information presented to the City Council to facilitate a dialogue and vote. The City Council does not require, the, the City Code does not require the City Council to discuss and vote to approve or reject commission recommendations. And the Commission and the Sacramento Police Department do not have a formalized process to track whether recommendations have been implemented, partially implemented, or not implemented at all. We found that between 2018 and 2021, the Commission issued a total of 110 recommendations and less than half have been responded to in writing by the Sacramento Police Department. However, we should note that responses in writing are not required and that the Sacramento Police Department began providing responses in writing at the request of City Council earlier this year. It is also important to note that both the Commission and the Police Department officials stated that the Sacramento Police Department has regularly attended Commission meetings, including Commission ad hoc meetings, and provided verbal responses frequently and contributed to discussions about recommendations. In our review of other jurisdictions, we found that the oversight agency was required to include specific information in its approval or recommendations. This information can include the policy reasoning for change, the discussion of the legal need for change, and the information about implementation. In turn, many of these jurisdictions require that the police respond in writing and specify why law enforcement agencies uh, either agree or disagree with the recommendation. Responding in writing would provide the law enforcement agency an opportunity to lay out potential difficulties with implementing the recommendation. Finally, this process provides the opportunity for the oversight body and the law enforcement agency to agree on a form or template as seen on this slide that will increase the efficiency of responding by formalizing an agreed upon process. In our review of other jurisdictions, we also found that other agencies have designed and required that civilian oversight agency recommendations be tracked and reported on. We found that different jurisdictions have implemented different methods of tracking recommendations. These include creating a matrix, as can be seen on this slide. Others have implemented more sophistic sophisticated computer-based tracking applications that are posted on the agency's website that include information on the recommendation, the law enforcement agency's response, and whether the recommendation has been implemented. Our third finding included five recommendations which focused on establishing a format for commission recommendations, determining the desired police response, 
council voting on recommendations and how best to track and disclose the implementation of supported recommendations. The Office of the City Auditor would like to thank the Commission, the Sacramento Police Department, and the Attorney's Office, and the Office of Public Safety and Accountability. We would also like to thank NACOL, and in particular, their Director of Training and Education, Cameron uh, McElhaney, for their assistance in helping us gain an understanding of police oversight best practices. In fact, I believe Cameron is on the line and is available to answer questions regarding police oversight best practices and the work that NACOL has done to provide technical assistance and advice to jurisdictions that are considering revitalizing their oversight bodies. We understand that the city is committed to continuous improvement. We look forward to continuing to work with the city council, management, OPSA, and the Sacramento Community Police Review Commission to ensure that the changes are made and adequately address the issues identified in this report. This concludes our presentation and we are available to answer questions should you have any. Thank you, Jorge and uh, the auditor and your team uh, for putting together a very thought-provoking audit. I know I've got comments and uh, some significant suggestions here, but why don't, why don't we hear from the public? Uh, my colleagues want to go first, that's fine. If it would be helpful for me to kind of frame what I think might be a direction, I'm happy to do that too, whatever, whatever you like. Uh, but let, let's hear from the public first. So, Mayor, I show no hands raised to make public comments on this item. Okay. Do you want me to go first on this one and maybe start the discussion? Is that okay? If, Eric, would you rather go first? It's okay. I, I only have one, uh, one uh, I think, point here. I do want to thank uh, the, uh, the city auditor for, uh, and, his, and the, his team for the work here. Um, one, uh, you know, I, what I'd like to see moving forward uh, when this comes to council, um, both Commissioner uh, Castillo Cringe and the chair of the commission, Commissioner Guerrero, uh, have, uh, have uh, brought forward some thoughtful conversations that our office has had with them about um, this, uh, particularly the issue on, um, on uh, uh, recommendation number three. Um, and, uh, and I think the, the, the city auditor has recommended, a, a, you know, I think a similar format, but I, I'd also like that when this comes to council that we have our commissioners present on the concept that they've put together on a better way of being able to show a clear process for the commission and the public on how a recommendation moves through the legislative process so that it actually can get to an outcome. So, um, you know, I, I think there's been a, a number of recommendations here. So uh, my request would be here for the city auditor uh, or who the appropriate city staff is to meet prior to the council meeting so that, uh, that the, some of the suggestions that the commissioners have recommended, which are in line with this audit report, um, uh, are also presented at the same time. Thank you. So, you know, I'm going to go. I um, think the audit uh, provides an important uh, public service for us. And I, I, I would say that in, you know, appropriate audit format, um, what the auditor didn't say, but what I'm going to say is this, this is not working. This is not working. If we're going to be really honest, um, if we're going to be really honest with each other and with the public and with the commission, this is not working. 
And it isn't for lack of good intentions or even, you know, a good effort back in 2016. But, you know, I'm not, I don't want to have a long discussion about our form of government, but this is part of the problem because think about it. You've got a citywide elected mayor who's presumed in charge, who's one of nine votes on a city council. You have um, a city manager and a whole city team and staff that includes the police department. You've got a office of public safety accountability that reports kind of to the mayor as the principal, but really to the entire lead principal, but really the entire city council. And then you have a commission that reports to the community, to the city council. And we've got so many different spiraling planets here running into each other that um, there's unending frustration. And frankly, a lot of it ends up in my office um, where um, I feel that um, we can do better. And I think the audit provides us with some direction here. And just to maybe restate or rephrase some of what I got out of this audit, there are four key questions. Number one, what should be the scope and authority of the commission? In 2016, the then city council, I wasn't yet mayor, and uh, defined the scope. And it was to be advisory and to make policy recommendations. That was the scope. If we are good with that, then we ought to reaffirm that. And if not, we ought to have a, a broader discussion. Secondly, and this is the one that is really vexing, what should be OPSA's relationship with the commission? And who's responsible for staffing the commission? This is like, you talk about a hot potato or a football or whatever you wanna call it. We've got to answer this. Ultimately, the commission, or excuse me, OPSA has subject matter expertise and they need to provide some level of staffing to the commission. On the other hand, the commission is independent of OPSA because the commission doesn't work for OPSA. So how do we reconcile that? Do we give the commission some of their own staff um, to work collaboratively with OPSA? I, I tend to think yes. That's a money question then for the city council to provide more staff. But if we're serious about a commission that can be functional, and by the way, the people on the commission, at least the leadership that I've worked with, have been very, they've been constructive. Mario Guerrero, I think, has really, you know, worked really hard to, to, to provide this oversight and at the same time work with the city. But it, it is, the, the process is all messed up here. And so... I tend to think that OPSA needs to staff the commission and when it comes to uh, being the, 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 the lead to get the commission the information it once needs. But I also think the commission may need at least some limited independent staff so that they can, uh, so that it's not OPSA putting together the commission's recommendations. What is the responsibility of the police department to communicate and interact with the commission? We have Chief Lester on the call, who's been very responsive. Um, and yet, institutionally, culturally, there's this divide here. We all know it. And 
Uh, and so how do we deal with that? I think it's on the city council, frankly, to define, as the auditor suggests, the timelines, the scope of the commission's duties and responsibilities, and yes, the timeline for the police department to respond and in what form and in what manner on a consistent basis. And finally, what should the council process look like for hearing and considering the commission's annual approved recommendations? We kind of hinted at this in a, in, in a meeting several months ago. I can see the right spreadsheet here. Commission recommendation, police department response, OPSA recommendation, police commission recommendation. Teed up half a dozen at a time, big issues that can't be worked out informally between the, 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 the stakeholders that in some ways are all on the same team. The big issues that need city council weigh-in and clarification. And once a quarter, we vote on six, five or six different things and provide that direction. That doesn't happen under all this because, because we have not adequately defined roles and responsibilities as we must. So I'm prepared to take, you know, sort of what I've outlined here and put this in some form of a, a letter or proposal before January, before this comes to the full city council. Uh, maybe it's the PNPE committee where we have you know, delegated a lot of the commission, um, how we work with commissions, et cetera, to provide us guidance as well. But I don't want us to spin our wheels for another six, nine months or a year on this because everyone's frustrated. The commission's frustrated. OPS is frustrated. The police department's frustrated. The policymakers are frustrated. And this system, this form of government has way too many cooks in the kitchen. So we have to... We have to do the work to define the scope and responsibilities and, and, and with the commission's input, of course, and the community's input. We've got to figure out the staffing issue, and I've got recommendations on that both for OPSA to take responsibility for this, but also to add some independent staff to the commission. To lay out the timelines and the process for the police department to communicate and interact with the commission. And that means there need to be some limits, by the way, too. We can't have our police department chasing everything that a single commissioner, with all due respect, asks for. That's not good or right either. There's got to be some, so, some process here. Um, and then fourth, um, we've got to regularize in an organized way, uh, bringing the commission's recommendations with input from all the stakeholders to the city council rest to look at it plainly with clear choices so that we can make those choices. I'm prepared to suggest uh, answers to these questions in somewhat of the form I just described uh, in January so that we can get off to a fresh start together and be responsive to this audit. I'd be interested in all your feedback. And that includes yeah. the police department, that includes anybody else who wants to the commission, anybody else who wants to weigh in. Councilman Jennings? Yeah, I, I just wanted to, to kind of build on what you and Councilmember Getter have said. Um, obviously, um, there are some things that are not working, and I want to give credit to the, the audit department for the great work that they've done in bringing those to light for us and making it clear because they've 
created a path for us to move forward. Um, so I just want to uh, thank them for the work that they've done. Um, but, uh, you know, everything that you've said, Mayor, so far, I, I totally agree with um, about a better process. Um, but the thing I think you said that resonated the most with me is the input from all the parties that are involved. And I just want to make sure that we have the opportunity to hear the input from everybody involved before we just go on a path that may not be uh, the path that uh, works well for everybody. Um, and to me, that's, that's a workshop and, and bringing people together in some way, somehow, that we can at least take this report and go through it to make sure that it is, uh, everything is included as far as what are the things we need to do to get to that better process and to get to that better path in order to make the change. I'm not ready to go to give up on, on OPA at all. I'm not ready to do that. I'm ready to build a better process and, and procedures and policies that will get us to where we need to get to for the city. Now, fair point, and I'm willing to do a workshop. I, I do wonder, Otter uh, Segueta, was the commission invited to participate in this uh, uh, budget and audit committee meeting today? Why aren't they here? I, I know that they were informed that we were having the presentation today. I'm not sure if they were planning on being at the meeting or not. Yeah. They provided a written response to the report that's included at the end of the report. And just in case uh, I re reiterate, um, there are any questions regarding kind of uh, how that type of a process may be facilitated. Um, a representative from the National Association for Civilian Oversight of Law Enforcement is on the line in case you have any questions uh, for them as well. Is our OPSA director, uh, Dr. Watson, on the call? I mean, this is, you know, I do not see them. Yeah, all this is, I mean, we're going to organize a public forum here, then we need to organize a public forum and get the stakeholders here as well. I know this is an audit, but we, we this is part of the problem. I mean, they, they're not here for a reason. And, you know, maybe it's frustration, maybe it's busy schedule. I don't know what it is, but th this is, these questions that you've raised in your audit and that I've summarized, if you will. And Rick Jennings is right. There needs to be a broader discussion about this, whether it has to be a full formal workshop for the council. I don't know. Maybe that's what we will make um, our January meeting when this audit comes here, Rick, is a, is a broader discussion and really make sure that we include um, all these stakeholders so that they can weigh in. And maybe with the guidance of, of my me proposing, um, something so that people can, can pivot off of that, right? Yes, no, or yes, no, or maybe, <laughs> um, or in between. But the lack of structure here is just at the root of the, uh, of the audit recommendations. And, it, and here we don't have all the parties to <laughs> didn't have the discussion here at, this, at the city council's budget and audit committee. Eric? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I'll just, I'll just finish this last thought. I don't know the reason why um, people didn't feel the need to come to the budget and audit and speak to this today. And if it is a level of frustration that they are having at this time uh, during this uh, uh, pandemic period, um, I think making sure that everybody is at the table when we have the first discussion on it 
will give people hope that there is an opportunity to be able to move this forward in a way that is meaningful and constructive for all of us. And so I think that's our next step is to bring everybody together so that we don't have to ask the questions and let them know we're trying to eliminate the frustration that all of us are feeling. Yep, we'll get it, we'll get it right. Okay, I got uh, Eric again and then, uh, or I got Council Member Bang first and then Council Member Yen, I'm sorry. Thanks, Mayor. Um, I will keep my comments short. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Jorge and his staff just for the thorough audit. I think there is definitely much room for improvement uh, in our processes. And, uh, you know, the audit does serve as a roadmap uh, to the changes that we have to make. Um, you know, you hit the, the nail when you said that it's really about structure, right? That there is no structure. I think for me on the council end, um, and as you're Mayor, you know, I thank you for taking leadership on saying you'll take the, the first take at it. Um, but I do want to make sure that, you know, we bring this back to council. Uh, when we do bring this back on council, that we actually have a structure on how we plan to implement the recommendations. What I don't want happening is that we have a, a workshop and there's actually no structure, no timeline to ensure that we actually implement um, the recommendations from the audit. I think that's probably my biggest concern, but making sure that as we move forward, that there is actually a structure that a structure in how we plan to execute um, the recommendation from the audit. Um, so yeah, those are my only comments um, and look forward to having the, the conversation with the larger, the broader community uh, on the audit. It's yep. Thanks. Right on, both of you. Okay, Councilman Guetta. Yeah, I, look, I'm gonna... You know, these are comments I made three months back, and um, and they're in concurrence with what the commission has also recommended here uh, in the staff report, uh, and they also concur with many of the auditors' reports. So uh, I'm going to make a motion to move this audit report to the council uh, with the direction that uh, when it's agendized, that that uh, uh, that we uh, bring forward the recommendations where you have the uh, commission and the auditors, auditor, auditor's report in concurrence. I think there's there's been a lot of work done by some of the commissioners already on, on process improvement from what they feel has been some of the, the obstacles. So, because um, I, I, I don't want us to go and, and just hear the audit um, and then have another meeting on that. I think this is an opportunity between now and when it comes to council to be able to um, uh, to actually have some policy recommendations at that point. Um, you know, generally, we have a department that responds to the audit, uh, an audit here. I know we have the police department here as well, but uh, we, but since this affects the commission, it would have. Uh, I think we need to have the commission to be able to uh, present and respond to the audit as well at that point too. So those are the two recommend. Uh, move, move the the staff report uh, to council, the audit report to council, and uh, number one. Come back with a um, a, rec uh, a recommendation of, of issues that are in concurrence with both the commission and the audit uh, report, and then have uh, the uh, commission present uh, and respond to the audit uh, as well. Yep, I think that's very consistent with what I and Rick Jennings' comments too about a workshop and Councilmember Bang. The same thing, right? We all want a more complete discussion. Uh, at the city council when this comes back. And, and then I'll add a set of recommendations that the members can throw out, amend, or, or accept so that we 
are actually making some decisions as well um, in, in January, not just quote accepting the audit, coming back then <laughs> months later to, to make decisions. All right, that's a good motion. Second on that, is there a second? There is a second. Okay, anything else? Do we wanna hear Jorge and uh, um, Chief Lester or, uh, or anybody? Uh, Mr. Mayor, I will comment. Um, I just wanted to thank the city auditor for their work on this audit. I think that um, really it comes down to it is a matter of process and structure, just like um, council member Bang stated, and just trying to really put um, a process in place. I think we're all trying to get to the same spot here. I think we work really well with the commission overall, but we just need to really fix a few things. I think it's really important to the public especially from the transparency piece, because people are confused on the process. And I just don't know that we do a good job of sharing everything we do and all of the positive outcomes from the commission. So I wanted to thank um, the commission or actually the auditor um, as well for you know recommending the process. Um, we did also respond to the city auditor's report and really we concur um, with everything that's in our purview. Obviously we left decisions that are mayor and council decisions as well as funding decisions um, to you. But I think there's some really good suggestions in this report and uh, we'd love to participate in that process. Thank you. Thank you. And I just wanna to repeat to the auditor and to his team, you've done a real public service here because what you've done is you've articulated what we all know and have experienced and it is critical and it should be. And now we've got to take that criticism and we've got to make sure that 2022 is the year that we improved on our public safety oversight here uh, in a way that instills just more confidence um, that the process and, uh, and the roles and responsibilities are clear so that everybody who's participating as well, especially the commission, right, feels a sense of satisfaction that they're public service is being honored and respected um, because there's a way for their voices, the community's voices to be heard. Whether we agree or disagree in the end with the recommendations is, is secondary. <laughs> it's all how, um, all how, oversight is important. We want this, the police department wants it, the city wants it. Doesn't mean that we have to agree with every recommendation in the end, but hard hitting, critical, constructive, this, this will make us better. And so let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's call the roll, please. Thank you. Council Member Gatta? Aye. Council Member Jennings? Aye. Council Member Vang? Yes. And Mayor Steinberg? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. And we'll, we'll plan the, uh, Mr. Oseguera, the date, um, you know, in a urgent but strategic way to make sure that it, it's like a like the kind of workshop that uh, the members talked about. Make sure we can get everybody there. All right. That's good. My office will coordinate with you to make sure we get everything uh, scheduled uh, in a way that's logical. Sounds okay. Good. Very good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move to the second audit now. Cannabis. This one will be a little faster. It's a shorter report. Uh, so. Um, Good afternoon, Mayor and members of the Budget and Audit Committee. Paul Chosegueda, your City Auditor. 
The auditors that performed the work were Lynn Bashaw and Nathan Lugo. The recommendation that is before you is that you pass a motion accepting the city auditor's report on the continuous cannabis review of the revenue division's cannabis BOT and forward the report to the city council for approval. The project is made possible as a result of the council action that established the Cannabis Compliance Auditor, which performs continuous monitoring and auditing of the city's cannabis operations. This audit is part of the council approved FY 2020-2021 Cannabis Work Plan. The objective was to evaluate the adequacy of internal controls over the Revenue Division's cannabis BOT process, monitor tax payments, and evaluate the effectiveness of BOT compliance audits of cannabis businesses. Our first finding focuses on strengthening security of the BOT cash payment process. Specifically, we identified opportunities for security personnel assigned to monitor transactions, key security, and vault badge access. The report also discloses that additional security measures were communicated to the Revenue Division for consideration, but were not detailed in the report so as not to compromise the potential security improvements. We made four recommendations in the first finding. They include ensuring security policy and procedures are followed, reviewing current security badge access levels and implementing a periodic review of vault access to ensure that inappropriate users are not added without management approval. The second finding focuses on four entities identified that were operating without a BOT certificate that may have resulted in over $200,000 in BOT being owed. The revenue division has already reached out to these businesses to bring them into compliance with um, uh, city requirements and to collect any past due taxes. Finding two contains two recommendations, which are to bring the businesses into compliance and to strengthen controls in the BOT verification process. The third finding focuses on the opportunity to expand BOT compliance audits to consider all cannabis businesses. The Revenue Division brought this opportunity to our attention and is already working on implementing this expansion. We made two recommendations in this finding to develop and implement a risk-based approach to selecting cannabis businesses for BOT compliance audits and to expand BOT compliance audits to all business types. We would like to thank the Revenue Division, the Office of Cannabis Management, and the City Attorney's Office for their time and cooperation during this audit. This concludes our presentation and we're available to answer any questions should you have any. All right, thank you so much again for good work. Um, do we have public testimony on the item? Mayor, I show no hands raised to make public comment on this item. Okay, let's hear from uh, my colleagues who wants to go for a seat, Councilman Guetta. Uh, thank you. I just wanted to thank again the city auditor and their team. Um, you know, the, the, the new uh, expansion and focus on this area has been very helpful. Um, I see, at least from looking at the staff report, that uh, the, uh, the department uh, and uh, the city staff uh, uh, concur with most of these recommendations. So I'd like to move that we uh, move the staff report, uh, the audit report to the city council 
uh, for consideration and approval. Uh, again, I think what, uh, what this shows is that uh, we've continued to improve upon um, a, um, uh, a process here that we didn't have five years ago. In fact, over the last four years, we've made significant changes. We've learned along the way. We've created, a, I think, a model that, that many other cities are, are looking at. And this, again, helps us uh, refine that as well. So I'll move the staff report um, to the city council. Okay, is there a second? I'll second. All right, Congressman Jennings, any uh, comments or questions? I mean, I, I think it's uh, part of our overall effort to make sure that uh, we're launching this new industry in the right way, in a way that uh, protects the integrity of the process and ensures that we um, get the tax revenue that public uh, needs and deserves uh, no question and i and i just want to acknowledge Jorge and his audit staff on again great work um this is really really important work for the city and to that industry and uh their recommendations i think move the city closer to where it wants to be so congratulations proud to have you on our team thank you very much council member let's call the roll please council member Gatta. hi council member jennings Yes. Councilmember Vang? Yes. And Mayor Steinberg? Yes. All right. Um, that'll come to the city council as well. Doesn't need as much uh, work in the interim, I think, to bring it to the council, but uh, we'll look forward to that as well. Is there anything else to come before the budget and audit committee today? Uh, yeah, Mr. Mayor. Yes, sir. Um, so at our uh, council meeting, I think two weeks ago, might have been three weeks ago now, we had uh, discussed uh, the uh, contract uh, or looking at the RFP um, that would be going out for, uh, for OPSA. Um, I, I thought we would, uh, at this budget meet, budget and audit meeting, we would discuss that or at least get an update on, on that aspect. So I wanted to see if there was a report back on where we are on the RFP um, that uh, we had discussed yeah. on the council. Um it was not agendized uh, today, but you're absolutely right. We did say we would refer this to the Budget and Audit Committee to oversee, if you will, the amount of money and, and uh, how we might uh, say yes, but uh, do so in a way that uh, provides, again, a little bit more oversight. Um, so I think we have to agendize that for the next meeting, if that's okay. Um, properly agendize it. and We don't have Dr. Watson here at the meeting, so... Uh, I don't have anything to update you on that. Okay. No, that, I just wanted to make sure that that was yeah, clear. That we didn't, I remember yeah. the council motion was to try to. That we didn't lose that. Yeah. Judiciously on it. No, you're right. That was your suggestion. And I will, um, I will work with uh, my team to make sure that we, we get that agendized. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Closed session at four uh, and city council meeting public session at five o'clock. All right, everyone, thank you again to the auditor and his team, and uh, we are adjourned.